yeah so we just uh, went for a walk and then uh i end up telling him more of my life story you know how i can't show up like podcast like real life what i, what? I, I, I didn't hear a single shocking. thing he said shocking i, didn't, I cannot know, believe this i didn't i didn't glean any info from him perfect <laughs> well maybe this time we can ask him <laughs> and ask him what he really thinks about me and my origin story yeah uh, all right go, yeah. get, go get yourself coffee okay Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my amazingly smart, brilliant, and beautiful co-host, Jack Daniel Strong. How are you doing, JD? I'm doing well, Matt. And, and what do you need this week? Oh, I just need your <laughs> undying love. Aww. I give you a cross-border hug. Okay, cross-border hug accepted. And today, we're joined by um, our new, amazingly refreshed from the sun guest star, Zach Wasserman. Wasserman, How's it going, Zach? <laughs> hello, hello, everyone. Hey, guys, glad to be here with you. So, Zach, you first came to Vancouver in my world for Mac DevOps 2018, and you gave a talk. And now you're back in the world. You're back in my world. Bring it all back to me. <laughs> you're, you're running a new cool OS Query project. Tell us some of the cool stuff that you're doing these days. Yeah, so... So you know, I came to I came to Vancouver in 2018 to talk about OS Query at uh, at the MDOYVR conference. And uh, funny enough, I'm back living in Vancouver now. Uh, however, my work continues with with OS Query. Since that time, the OS Query project has been transferred to the Linux Foundation from the benevolent dictatorship of, of Facebook over to the Linux Foundation. So we're, we're, it's a little more democratic now. Just in time. Just um, in time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I've been serving as a member of the technical steering committee of the OS Query project itself. And since then, uh, continued my work on, on Fleet, which, you know, was Collide Fleet, the open source OS Query fleet manager. Um, Fleet has has you know been my my main project for the last couple of years now, and in the last six months, we've started a new company, taking Fleet to the next level. Hopefully, you know, trying to make it working with this open core model that we've seen uh, some companies do quite successfully, like GitLab or like Elastic, and and trying to see if we can you know keep bringing the community up making os query awesome making using os query awesome and better for everyone and and see if we can build a company that you know supports uh supports continuing to build all of those things over the coming years that sounds amazing and i'm looking forward to to um to, to diving more into fleet uh, I was just uh, re-listening to our own podcast again, and our last week's guest, we are actually talking about Fleet and uh, the new Fleet device management uh, company, and I, I was playing with it, and it was actually, you know, even for me, easy to add a Mac to, uh, you know, the Docker Compose setup and 
And I think I'd resisted uh, installing Node.js on my computer for a long time, but I followed the instructions. I installed Node <laughs> and reinstalled Docker because I had to nuke and pave my laptop recently. And then uh, fresh install, nice little setup, little test setup. And then I was able to follow the instructions and add my Mac to the little uh, Docker setup. And uh, it was really, it was really nice. Um, I only got stuck at what, what packs, OS query packs do you want to run and what do you want to run? So that's the part, that's the rough edge, but um, we always like to jump ahead. So just right from the beginning, OS query is a reporting tool. So it's meant to make it easier to ask questions. And so fleet is going to be a tool to help you manage your entire fleet of reporting. And this is meant for live reporting. How is this different from other tools? And tell us a little bit about OS query and then fleet. Yeah, so I mean, OS query, the nexus of OS query is from 2014, uh, going way back to then. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can imagine at that time or, or remember, uh, there was nearly nothing on uh, Mac and, and Linux. And so we, you know, Mike Arpaia at Facebook uh, said, let's build the open source agent that's going to work everywhere and that people will be able to use this to build their IT programs, their security programs and, and get any kind of information that they need off of their endpoints. So that's the, the origins of, of OS query itself. Uh, at first it actually wasn't, uh, it wasn't live reporting, which is, you know, the live aspect is something that becomes uh one of the main draws for people towards a tool like fleet these days, you know, you could run these live queries. Let me get the state of my host uh, right now. And let me, let me, um, I've discovered new things that I'm interested in or just in the course of my workday, I have different questions I need to answer. So I want to be able to reach out to the hosts that I manage to answer those questions. So that's part of it. But actually, even before that, what we had was we were really interested in how the state changes over time. And so we came up with this idea of you schedule queries and then OS query can log the differences, the changes in those queries over time. And the queries could be anything from you know simple things like, is the application layer firewall turned on on your Mac? Is Gatekeeper turned on? Up to like what processes are running and the network connections that they're making, um, and down to like very specific file integrity monitoring kind of use cases. Like I want to know every time someone modifies the Etsy hosts file, for example. Uh, so all of these different kinds of use cases fit in there. And so I, I think the thing that gets people really excited is that you bring in OS query as, um, you know, like a CPE team at a company, perhaps as an IT team, because you want to answer questions about the workstations that your users manage, but you're giving power to the security team to enable them to do so much more or vice versa. The security team brings it in. And what we find is like the IT and the CPE folks are stoked that now they get uh, a way to get authoritative information across all of their systems, Mac, Linux, and Windows. It's definitely nice where you can have a tool that would work with uh, Linux, Windows, and Mac all at the same time. And, and the historical and the, the differences, as you said, the changes, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I hadn't realized that necessarily, but if you're collecting data all the time, then you're, the, I guess the piece that I was missing is you're going to have to collect that somewhere, right? So something like Fleet would maybe necessarily have to collect that and then display that, especially if you're talking historical data. Um, 
Yeah. How, so how does, how does Fleet deal with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I so I'm the CTO of Fleet, and I have to say, you know, as a small startup, we do not uh, relish the idea of competing with uh, Splunk or Elastic, who've got amazing uh, products that that can store, you know, huge amounts of data and search through that historically and that kind of thing. So. What we're working on doing with Fleet is making it as easy as possible for you to get the logs from the hosts into the destinations where you want. And whether that's something uh, traditional like like Splunk or Elastic, which are really the traditional choices with uh, for for OS Query users, or if it's something like Graylog or you know newer things like Snowflake or or Panther, uh, we're seeing all these kinds of different ways that people want to go or maybe it's just throw it into like a lambda function in aws and be able to uh do processing right off of the events that are coming from your systems so we become like the central hub for managing those configurations and pushing the data around to different places we we are really interested though in you know, like you said, the the question becomes, okay, like I've got OS Query installed, I've got it talking to Fleet. Now what do I do? What are the packs? What are the queries that I that I should be scheduling? And so that's something that we really want to tackle next. And I think we're gonna we're gonna start our our entry into that sort of thing is gonna be providing deeper details on individual hosts, in particular doing like software inventory sort of things. So now I, uh, now Fleet will just maintain for you, like you, you enroll a host with Fleet and Fleet will keep maintained for you at all times, like the list of all installed software, including the browser extensions and, um, uh, you know, your Python packages and, and really like any different software type on a machine. So we want to get into that. And then we want to just keep kind of expanding out into these other inventory related questions and into the security related questions. And, and our, you know, our vision is that OS Query is like this infinitely powerful and flexible tool. Um, which is great if you know exactly what you're doing and how to achieve it. Um, you know, it's always good that, that, that there's a way to achieve anything, but we want to to try to approach convention over configuration. So we'll, we're going to be pushing a lot more of that kind of stuff into the product so that it's much easier for someone to just step in and start realizing that value without having to, to do all that planning and understanding. So what's the the end goal with with Fleet? Uh, I know that you just recently published kind of a, a list of, of target goals, I think, if, if that's the right way to say it, uh, for yeah. Fleet. Yeah, so I mean, the end the end goal is, like I said, we, we really like the models that these companies like GitLab and, and Elastic have pioneered, uh, which is open core. So we're going to keep making the, the fully... Uh, uh, open source, you know, MIT licensed version of the product better um, so that everyone can benefit from OS Query. OS Query itself is uh, is completely open source. Uh, I believe it's a, a Apache or GPL choose your, pick your poison license. Choose your own adventure. Uh, <laughs> Apache's, Apache's <laughs> very free license though. So, um, right. so, you know, so we're working on that open core model and, and we're looking to 
keep bringing OS query to, to more folks by making it more accessible. And then we're hoping that, that some portion of those folks want to sign on with us for our enterprise offering, which will include, you know, features like role-based access control and that kind of stuff that we think helps the, the much bigger organizations who want to deploy and, and get all this power of OS query and uh and the enterprise support and that kind of stuff but we'll see it's i think it's early days it's early days and so what we really want to do is learn from our customers and and make this something that is just making people's you know security it and operations people's day at work a little more effective and and pleasant yeah, I mean, my my current uh, reporting tool is Monkey Report, which magically shows you what Monkey is doing, right? But I mean, Monkey Report, and I love everyone on the team, you know, is a collection of shell scripts and Python and everything. Um, so I see, you know, something like OS Query is nice where you have one standard way of, you know, talking to it, albeit in a DB sort of SQLite question and answer way. But of course, there'll be some value in abstracting that away and going, you know, do you care about certain security things? Like are your Etsy hosts changing? Are certain things changing? Just alert me on that kind of stuff or, you know, alert me on changes. Because as an IT person or a security person, someone in our business, we kind of want to know what the actionable data is. You know, we want to know what do we need to take action on? So tools that help us find that, that's, that, that's gold. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, these systems exist to serve the the humans that use them, whether it's the user of the endpoint who needs to get their work done, or it's the manager of, of the, the various endpoints who need to make sure that the users can continue using them and, and be safe and be effective in all these things. So, you know, our challenge and our, our goal is certainly to be able to present the relevant information to people with, with, you know, our users having to put as little effort into configuration as possible, but still always leaving it open for those people who we know they're out there because we talk to them every day and the OS query Slack and this kind of thing, who know the intricacies of these things and want to be able to configure everything. And I mean, that's great too. We're, we're, we're going to try to support both. Yeah, I mean, having a terminal where you can write any command and write scripts, you know, is, is an endless possibility. And if you know the exact options and arguments and ways, it's endless possibilities. And we'll get there eventually when we start. But at the beginning, you got to start somewhere. So sometimes we need some templates or some examples or, yeah, some help, a helping hand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is, is Fleet going to help us, Zach? Yeah, we we we're gonna tr we're we're we see your hands reaching out and we're <laughs> and we're we're trying to reach back. We're we're trying to reach back. We're a small team and and uh, but it, it is a big priority for us. And right now, you know, I'd also point to um, there's some great resources out there online. There's you know Chris Long, uh, who formerly worked at Palantir, uh, published some great published i think they published all of the os query queries that they're running at palantir for their security program um so there's some really good stuff there that's on github um and the folks at recon infosec have published some things um and there's lots of just like great blog uh content and and that kind of thing uh particularly from like collide my former employer uh like lots of cool content about how to use os query to get at the information that that uh you're interested in. I think IT and security teams are going to be working more closely together than ever before. And 
DevOps is the idea that developers, programmers, and ops are working together, which is a dream. Hopefully, we're working in some places. And DevSecOps is that security, developers, and ops are magically all working together. So we, we have really lofty and good dreams. And um, we've invited lots of security professionals to the last couple of Mac DevOps. And I follow a lot of people on, on Twitter just to try and find out what everybody's working on, what everyone's doing. And security is super, super important. We see a lot of clever people, whether it's nation states or just clever programmers out there. And um, while we keep in mind that we are preserving the tools for our users and they need to get their work done, we also need to have security on the top of our mind all the time. And um, this tool looks awesome. And I look forward to, to, to working with it to hopefully, you know, check the security uh, and check live queries or just schedule queries and, and help uh, the security health of all our Macs. Um, yeah, abs absolutely. And one more thing that that brings up for me is that, uh, you know, something that I think folks in security are starting to think about more, which is, which is maybe uh, a bit more familiar to folks in, in the IT space, but like thinking about the relationship that we have with the users, like we're trying to you know, we're all on the same team working together to protect the organization, to protect the assets that we have. And so finding better ways to communicate with the users about how we're using the tools, uh, what we're using them for, when they have been used is a priority for us at Fleet. And so we're looking at introducing concepts that we call scope transparency and audit transparency, which would be scope transparency. I, as a user, can go and easily look and understand what information this tool has access to and, and, and what it may be possible for my organization to look at on my my work devices. And then audit transparency being being retroactively, now I can go and look, what did they actually look at? And so there's, it, it provides accountability. It opens up the communication between the users and the, the security folks. And we think that this is going to be like a good way to, to engage with users within organizations moving forward. That's awesome. I mean, we need to keep the lines of communication open. Uh, it's very important. Uh, nobody wants to think that they're being spied on in the name of security and sometimes security in the name of compliance uh, steamrolls over everybody. So how do we work together? <laughs> That's uh, there's always room, room for growth in that area. For sure. And I've never met a, you know, I've never met a sysadmin or a security person who wanted to spy on their users. I think there's, you know, there's like, there's some old myth about that. I don't think there are many of those folks out there. And I think that th there's bridges that we can build between admins and users. Well, I always like to say that I don't have enough free time to go look at your stuff. So I, I'm busy doing other things. Seriously, you know. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of uh, back in the days of visual effects when everybody had uh, the most powerful workstation and everybody was on the render farm. So occasionally I would have to like just make sure why certain render nodes, which were, you know, important people's workstations were not working and they might have been full. So, you know, I have to tell people your workstation 100% full. I can't use it as a render node. You know, it's on the, on the, on the, you know, so people are like, well, how do you know my machine's full? I'm like, well, I, I see things, but not everything. You know, it's like, just, if your drive is full, that's all I want to know. I don't want to know what it's full with. Yeah, and, and it, it, OS Query as a project has always, uh, 
you know, done what we can to try to balance these kind of considerations. You know, the, the obvious thing is, is like, we've never built functionality to pull browser history with OS query. We know it's, it's, it's possible to use OS query to like, to do, if you configure it properly, uh, and this is okay in your organization, you can use OS query to do something that we call file carving, which you, you'd usually use in like a forensic kind of context. Uh, if you think that there's, uh, you know, a machine has been compromised or something like that. So potentially you can get those files and pull them down and do analysis, but OS query is never going to make it convenient for you to do something that it seems like the primary purpose of that is just to violate a user's privacy. Uh, and the code's all there and the discussions are there and, and, and open. And to me, it's cool to have a community involved in making these decisions. Um, and I think it's led to uh, a tool that, that a lot of folks trust because of that. You talked about the uh, OS Query Slack. How is the OS Query community organizing itself? Uh... Yeah, so the OS, anyone curious about OS Query, I'd highly recommend joining the OS Query Slack. I think if you just Google OS Query Slack, uh, that's the, the best way to find it, um, just like the Mac admin Slack. And um, we're there. If folks have specific questions, the technical steering committee meets uh, every other week. And it, it, that's a public meeting that we open it up to everyone. If you want to just jump in with questions or have specific concerns that you'd like discussed during those meetings, uh, we invite all to that. But, you know, you don't have to wait for every two weeks. A lot of folks who've been working with OS Query for years now are there in that Slack and uh, happy to help. So Slack, I'd say, is, is really the nexus of, of all of that. But we've got, you know, we're, we're trying to get on Stack Overflow a bit. And it, really, anywhere that we see uh, folks with questions, we're trying to help them out. You know, I, I'm in the Mac admin Slack and looking out. I, I think I have the, the keyword set for OS Query or something. And we <laughs> see it pop up in the security <laughs> channel every once in a while. And there's also been the QueryConf, the conference uh, that's organized a lot of OS Query people and OS Query security adjacent people. And Totally. Yeah, we've seen. So QueryCon has happened a, a couple of times in the last couple of years. And there's also an OS Query at Scale conference. Uh, both of those have videos available on YouTube. Uh, no one's written a book yet. So you uh, book authors... <laughs> Uh, get in there. I'll start the one for dummies because that's where I'm at. But Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll write my journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the conferences, Slack, um, and there's like a steering community. And it sounds like there's a great community. And uh, are you f seeing a lot of security people jumping in on OS Query as a, for multiple different reasons? I guess, like you said, for uh, forensics. Uh, um, yeah, we... I, OS Query is seeing, I'd say it's seeing tremendous adoption, uh, particularly right now in organizations where there are people who call themselves, you know, people who call themselves security engineers or client platform engineers. Like it's often someone with engineer in that name, because I think that the state of OS Query is still, you know, as you observed, Matt, you, you kind of have to know what you're doing in order to get the value out of it. Oh. Uh, 
at fleet we're trying as much as we can to you know serve those people but also serve people who are not engineers and and who don't have the knowledge and experience with it but but believe that there's some value there. So we, you know, we see OS Query deployed in organizations with up to, uh, you know, millions of hosts that they manage, like the production servers, and down to, you know, small organizations of just a, a couple of hundred or even a couple of dozens of workstations who just want to get some basic ability to do introspection on the hosts that they manage or the host that they maybe even don't even yet have much of a management solution for. Yeah. I mean, I always joke that monkey is my configuration management tool of choice as a, other than puppet salt or chef or all those, cause it, it keeps a certain state alive, you know, and monkey report asks a bunch of other random questions, but it doesn't keep any historical data. And um, you know, so you're always looking sometimes for different overlapping tools and OS query has always been in, very interesting and, um, how do you feel um, it's evolved with Apple on the Mac side with the security, the security and privacy angle? Um, some things that we try to do as sysadmins or IT uh, is more difficult. Um, just now you have to do, you have to go jump through a few more hoops. Uh, has this affected OS query and how the tool can run? Um, yeah, great question. So not hugely so far. So OS Query's never had a kernel extension. So um, I think it, you know, it's it's been a tough migration for anyone who's been doing kernel extensions has to figure out, you know, what to do now that those are out in uh, newer versions of macOS. But you know, we do we do see in interesting things as far as uh, privacy goes. For example, OS Query has long had a table uh, called Wi-Fi Survey, which would give all of the Wi-Fi networks, uh, the SSIDs of all the networks around. And then Google had an API where you could throw all those SSIDs in and get an exact location in the world. And Apple, I think rightfully figured out that giving this kind of information up on a machine was actually giving away a user's precise location. Um, and so now we see that, um, you know, by default, that query doesn't return any data on a Mac host. So if you are an organization that needs to be able to get that kind of data, then I believe you have to, uh, you have to push out OS query with the entitlements um, through your MDM or something like that. I don't remember exactly the steps, but, but, but so we are seeing a little bit of this data being locked down. I don't think any of the really critical stuff, but that's a, to me, that one's a really in, you know, it's a really interesting place where Apple noticed uh, the, the value or, or should we say the, the uh, non-value of, of that data. Well, I think, you know, anybody who's witnessed a talk by Sarah Edward, uh, you know, evil twin on Twitter, uh, Mac forensics expert and awesome person at large. Um, but, you know, when she demonstrates how uh, she, you know, forensically examines your I iOS devices and also concurrently how iCloud can push some of that to your Mac and just, you know, you can pilfer it easily. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of data about you, GPS and, you know, what you're doing and. Um, and maybe, you know, in the name of researching crimes and such, that's important forensic data, but for the rest of us, when, <laughs> you know, as long as we're not talking pre the, you know, Tom Cruise and pre-crime, you know, we're, we're <laughs> leave our data alone. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, 
Totally. And I mean, Apple's exposing new capabilities as well, like the new unified logging uh, is coming into OS Query, or I think maybe it came into OS Query recently. Um, there's some new, the, the, there's the new endpoint security framework that Apple uh, published recently. And I believe the new version of OS Query that we just released 4.7.0 has um, tables utilizing that endpoint security functionality. So, you know, it's it's evolving and it's gonna be interesting to see as things continue to change over these next few years, uh, where it all goes. Has there been any uh, division in the OS Query community or forks like, you know, how, you know, People take up WebKit and then fork it and go different directions. I mean, the last time I heard that there was a major sort of pain point, and it could, well, I think it might have been a few years ago, was when people were wor worried if they could write something with OS Query or not, if it was going to be read only, or has there been certain divisions like that, or people taking things in a different direction? Or yeah, so there's, uh, you know, the, the whether OS Query is read only or not has has never been much of a division in the community. There's actually been some quite interesting experiments, uh, especially from the folks at uh, Trail of Bits uh, on writing OS Query extensions, which, you know, plug in and look like any other OS Query table so they can be queried using that same uh, SQLite interface. Well, they've written some some tables that allow you to do writes to do things, for example, like managing firewall rules. It's all kind of experimental at, at this point. I think pe mostly people see that OS Query Core being a read-only agent is a is a huge advantage because uh, you know a lot of these folks are really paranoid maybe rightly so because they work at organizations that are that are uh targets for you know nation state level actors and when they can go to their boss 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 and saying we're deploying this thing it has root access but it does not make any rights that helps ease getting it deployed onto the systems. And then you have other mechanisms to do the rights. So so I, I think that has never been a, a big controversy. Um, we did have a couple of years ago, we had, while lots of things were shifting with the project within Facebook itself, um, there was nearly a, a, a public fork of OS Query. And then in the end, uh, uh, Facebook, you know, did the right thing and donated the project to the Linux Foundation. And I think, you know, it's really back on its feet as a community oriented thing. After a, a number of years of great uh, leadership from Facebook, you know, there are some folks at Facebook who really did amazing things with the project. But I think, you know, in its time, it, it evolved and, and graduated from Facebook to the community. And here we are today. I'd say there's, you know, there's no, there's, there's no, uh, there's no forks of OS Query coming, as That's far awesome. as I know. I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, maybe the read-only uh, thing is, is is actually a really good thing because I mean, who could imagine someone, you know, uh, supply chain attacking your uh, your 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 app and then like root, rooting all the the clients and endpoints? That would be terrible. I wouldn't want to imagine that. Um, and 
you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's something that we are thinking about uh, as a company at Fleet. You know, it, it, it does become a pretty obvious question for folks like, well, if we can detect bad things going on or we can detect misconfigurations and that kind of thing, we want capabilities to respond to that. And, you know, so we're hearing that from folks and we're in, you know, the very early stages of thinking about how can we integrate these kind of systems to uh, be able to do more in contexts where people want that. But I think the OS query, the core of OS query itself, I think we'll probably never, we'll never have that. Yeah, I mean, finding out things that you care about and being giving you the actual data to report that through various mechanisms would be helpful. I mean, monkey report, I love it. It's a great dashboard when I'm staring at it, but it doesn't alert me or report other than me staring at the dashboard. So, you know, you, you got to stare at that occasionally, which, you know, so anything that can find report and, you know, I guess some people really like a tool that can remediate, but then that's got inherent dangers. If you can report and fix, whether it's doing it incorrectly or it's being subverted because you've got root agents littered everywhere with perhaps security. I mean, Apple itself is hopefully layering on the system of, of uh, protections on their, you know, on the Mac OS side anyway, with like a signed uh, sealed system volume and different, you know, read only parts of the system. And uh, I mean, it's not, it's not five seconds goes by on Twitter that I see somebody has got, Oh, I found a new privilege as escalation and I'm bypassing a sandbox and, you know, and, using so many words that I don't want to understand, but you know, it's like, this sounds bad. Sandbox is supposed to be fun. You know, it's like, yeah, I thought we were, uh, it wasn't so long ago we were playing in the sandbox. Yeah, now we're worrying about privilege escalations and people bypassing things. Or, I mean, Apple tries to do the right thing, I think, most of the time. I mean, we're talking to Patrick about his firewall tool that he'd built for Objective-C, and he said that, well, Apple was bypassing the rules and they were able to bypass their firewall. And so if someone managed to hack that or get into Apple stuff, and then you could buy. So, I mean, it's 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 a complicated puzzle. Um, we, we welcome all OS query awesome people who are building tools that can help us. So thank you, Zach. Yeah, thank you. So, so for the novice um, who isn't familiar with OS Query and isn't familiar with with Fleet, what what does Fleet bring to them? What what do they gain by using Fleet for OS Query? Yeah, great question, and I apologize to any of those folks who have now been listening for half an hour and uh, wondering about <laughs> that. <laughs> it gives you a cool name. That's what it is. Yeah. So OS Query is this piece of software that runs on the on the endpoint. So you know, on the Mac workstation, on the Linux server, on the Windows workstation, or what whatever. Uh, and it exposes the the SQLite. Uh, it's literally SQLite um, API to query all of this different information about the system state. And OS Query also needs a uh, various configuration in order to do its work in configuration like which file paths are you do you want me to be watching and uh, what queries do you want me to be running and where do you want me to write the logs to and all of these kind of things and so that's where something like fleet comes in you can deploy os query once config configure to talk to fleet and then you never again well until 
an Intel OS query is updated, you don't have to redeploy to get the new configurations up, and you can pull down the configurations from Fleet. So that's you know that's a big thing, especially when we talk to folks who are like, yeah, uh, last you know when we have to push updates to the files that go to our workstations, uh, those go through a two week review cycle, uh, and it's like, whoa, that's. Uh, that's a that's a hard place to be in. Um, so especially if you're a security team and you need to be moving a little faster than that. So Fleet allows you to manage all those configurations. Fleet becomes a place to uh, essentially kind of vacuum up all the logs and then push them out to the destinations where you want them to go. And then the really cool feature of Fleet is that it enables the live query where Usually we'd configure our OS query hosts to be checking in, say, every 10 seconds with the fleet server saying, do you have any queries for me to run? And so you can go onto that fleet dashboard and be writing a query and getting results coming in from potentially thousands of servers or, or, or endpoints that you manage within just a few seconds, just watching those results just stream in and, and really be able to being able to answer these questions very quickly and, and, and through a single interface. So that's that's the benefit of, of Fleet when layered on top of OS Query. So it's an awesome dashboard. It's an, it's an awesome dashboard. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an awesome dashboard and more. And it's, and it's the thing that, that's going to allow you to plumb all of this great capability up into the rest of your systems. Because otherwise, uh, OS Query is mostly a command line tool, right? Right. And and so you're abstracting that a little bit and and giving giving a, a nicer interface. Yeah, and like I said, like I said, our big focus is really making it more accessible to folks. So we're working on improving the details that we render about a host when it gets enrolled in Fleet, um, and and improving people's ability to discover the kind of information that they might be interested in that we can help them understand. Yeah, I mean, uh, anything you can do to, to help people interface with the packs, which are a bunch of different queries and help them abstract them into different questions they may want to ask or help with the scheduling of that and the reporting and alerting. I mean, the, the first time I played with uh, Central, uh, you know, Henry was like, so what do you think? I'm like, well, it's like a big terminal in the sky. I can type whatever I want, but I don't know what to type. I don't know what to ask it. And I don't know how to write it. You know, it's like when someone shows you terminal and you're like, you can type anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's an amazing piece of software. And I, I think that uh, that Henry and, and those folks use that as kind of a core part of their uh, MSP, MSSP business. And, you know, in the hands of a skilled operator, like I'm sure they are, it, it's probably really allows them to be quite effective. But I could see Fleet helping, you know, jack of all trades or people that are managing a lot of different things. And people like myself and JD who are furiously writing documentation so that the us of tomorrow knows what the us of yesterday was doing. Um, yeah, I mean, we we all we all need that. We all need that. So it's it's finding it's finding the the ways to balance between you know power and discoverability and and convention convention and and configuration and, and all of these things. I, I think you know there are challenges and there are opportunity. Uh, I was going to ask how how uh, somebody might get started with Fleet and OS Query. Yeah, totally. So, you know, if you're curious about Fleet, uh, you can go to fleetdm.com 
and uh, or to our, our GitHub, github.com slash fleet DM slash fleet. And there's instructions for uh, doing our preview, as we call it, uh, which is you'll download our fleet control CLI tool, uh, which you can do by downloading binaries or by installing them with NPM. So I think that's how we got uh, Matt to install Node. <laughs> uh, but you get a, you know NPM install dash G fleet control, and then you type fleet control preview, and it basically spins up everything for you. It uses it uses Docker, which I love and you know, I could spend a ton of time talking about Docker uh, that I won't at the moment, but it spins up the infrastructure dependencies and Docker gets everything configured. It simulates some Linux hosts running in Docker, and then it lets you just pull up the user interface in your web browser. And from there, you click add new host, and it'll give you uh, a few steps to take to get your Mac enrolled into the system. Uh, and then it really gives you a chance to play with all those things. And then, you know, I'd say go to osquery.io slash schema to see all of the data that's available from 200, OS 200 Query. plus uh, tables, right? There's yes. Like yeah. There's a ton of stuff that's there. Um, and again, like I said, there's these resources, the Palantir uh, query packs, the recon infosec stuff. There's there's uh, lots of stuff out there, and we're gonna make we're you know we're working on making sure that that you know Matt's question, like uh, okay, I got my host enrolled. That was all easy enough. I mean, we've worked for a while to make it easy enough to do that. And by the way, you know, I'm sure someone listening will stumble and, and have an issue doing that. Please come talk to us in OS Query Slack so we can help sort you out and fix that for the next person. But we want to make sure that that the next step is like we're telling you this is what we can this is what we can do for you. Like let us let us help you. Yeah, I, I find it was easy enough after I stumbled a couple of times, like the, 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 the instructions for making a package versus the instructions for just bringing in a host were a little bit different. And I was confused enough that, and then I was like, I don't know if it's going to work, but it did work, you know? And <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fun to start from the beginning and um, I'm happy to contribute some uh, feedback to that. And I'd love to get the list of those cool packs uh, where we'll, we'll hunt them down and put them on the show notes. But the, the awesome bonus question I wanted to ask you is that I, I run into this occasionally. And I know in my experience, security experts are all over OS Query and they love it and they love the power and what they can do with it. But I also get some feedback from some people, maybe more in the Microsoft corporate world, that they're like, open security, open source, you know, that's open source and security don't mix, you know. And um, how do you, how do you, do you ever get that? Um, how do you answer that question? Totally. So we, we do get that question. And I, you know, my answer to that is like, look at our crypto systems. Look at what we use for, uh, you know, making encrypted connections on the internet. These are all publicly well-known algorithms. And it's the, you know, it's not the, the mechanism that's secret. That's security through obscurity like we know that security through obscurity is not sufficient so let's I, i'd say maybe let's call it like security by community and we can build our capabilities up together and we can still keep our secret sauce around you know what we're looking for if we want to keep that secret because security people do love that you know the, the the secret sauce we can keep that information secret but we're still using these mechanisms that are well understood and that translate across organizations and that allow us to have something that's that's vetted and not 
and and hopefully less likely to be broken in ways that we didn't anticipate. Yeah, I mean, we want to TLS inspect and break all those packets and break that communication, you know, to your secure uh, servers. Um, Zach, you're so busy these days. You must be a new startup and everything. Pretty busy, pretty busy, man. Uh, an international move for me recently, and and. Hey, for folks for folks who don't know and who've been sitting at home, haven't seen a person in real life, I'll just say uh, I moved by chance. I moved to Matt's neighborhood and we were able to see each other outdoors on a masked walk today. It was pretty special. It's definitely the first walk. I definitely haven't seen too many humans in real uh, in a long time. Thanks for uh, getting me out of the house in a walk around the park. Uh, that was a beautiful the Vancouver weather uh, cooperated. It was sunny and Seeing your smiling face, I am overjoyed and full of love. Well, lots of love, <laughs> lots of love coming back. Yeah, I'm busy, but uh, hey, if anyone was interested in this, please reach out. I, I'm Zwas on on um, uh, OS Curry Slack for sure. I think that's also my name on Mac Admin Slack. Um, the Zach W on Twitter, and you can find all our stuff at uh, fleetdm.com. Would awesome. love to uh, to have you check it out. Amazing. Excellent. Thank, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, JD. And thank you, Matt. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast and conference, please send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. We are standing by, I mean, sitting down. Right now, we have a brand new sponsor, Swiss Flow AG with their Mac Bear Metal service. They are our gold sponsor. Thank you so much. And coming back this year, Simple MDM with our silver sponsorships. Thank you so much, Taylor and everybody at Simple MDM. We love. Maybe Zoom lowered the audio again on my side. It's always lowering. It knows that I like to talk too much. So Zoom automatically cuts my audio. Right.